Welcome to the podcast. It's Friday, or as I like to say, it's fucking Friday. As I say that, I think of the movie Friday, and one of the students was wearing an Ice Cube shirt, and I said, do you even know who that is? And he looks at me, well, I listened to some of his stuff. I said, yeah, because that stuff came out before you were born. And he says, well, what's his best song? I said, today was a good day. In the movie Friday. And then one kid pipes in, I've seen Friday. I said, yeah, huh. I think we all have. Yeah. It was an interesting day. I was cracking jokes in the lunchroom. Like, they were asking me, do you want like a Starbucks card? I said, Psh, I want an insurance card. Give me some of that more free insurance because I do have to pay for it. Or how about, how about a lottery card? Yeah, let's go there, you know. It was uh, it was an interesting day. I don't want to get sentimental, and I don't want to get philosophical. And but I will say that all we have now is time. And I think at this point, I am going to start saying the things that I've always wanted to say. Live a life that I've always wanted to live. Just because. And be more bold than I think I've ever... You know, it, it makes me think of my, my trainer. She's so nice. She said to me one time, she was trying to lift something and I that I was lifting. I think it was a cable. And she said, whoa, you're strong. I said, yeah, I'm okay. She's like, no, I don't think you give yourself credit for how strong you really are. Not just physically, but mentally. It's like, okay. Because she, all of a sudden I picked up a kettlebell and I went for the kettlebell, you know? Because that's what I do. So, because she was like, you have your muscle memory. You remember what you have to do. And I'm like, yeah, I do. You know, I think for me it's all about the form and it's all about consistency, which is the key. I never thought I'd enjoy what I do, which is teach. And eventually I'd like to maybe on the side be a trainer and just continue helping people. You know, it's, it's always these different facets of life. I mean, yeah, you know, doing a podcast can be really kind of silly sometimes, to be honest with you. It can be. It can be worthwhile. You know, I had I had experienced something that I don't want to talk about. And I will say the one thing that kind of tickled me was, oh, my phone isn't smashed. <laughs> that was the one thing I thought, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. God, White Snake, that fucking song. But, um... You know, I, I saw this really beautiful quote today. I'm not going to share it because I th- I think it's a beautiful quote. And um, it, it really affected me. I thought, okay, that is so true. That is true. I think in this life, if we can really live our truth, 
then that's everything. It's taken me a long time to be not just truthful to myself, but to everyone around me, you know? Because there's, you know, there's trepidation about being yourself and being the black sheep of the family. And I experienced that over the over the summer. My family, we went on a vacation and... I didn't have a bed. I had a couch. So, you know, I was outside all the time. It was such an experience. It was a fun experience. Because I just walked around, listened to music, did my own thing. You know, continued on my own path, which is probably something that I've always done. So if I can encourage people in life, always, always follow your path, you know, and be true to yourself. It's important, even through tough, tough times. As I say that, I think of the people that I admire and the people that I care about. Oh, I'm not going to get too sentimental. Come on. And it's it's just about maintaining maintaining. You know, you have your work side and you have your your fun side that you get to do at the end of the day. May we always do that. And may we always laugh. There's such a freeing thing to just being fucking silly, you know what I mean? I'm fully aware of how silly I am and how I overthink. And it's like, okay, calm down now. (laughs) Or, um, I mean, I was explaining to someone, we were talking about Venom, the movie, and I said, yeah, I saw the second movie, Stoned. Really? What did you think? And I said, well, (laughs) Uh, there were two guys next to me, I'll never forget this, and they were eating that popcorn so fucking loud, and I'm stoned, and I'm like, and and I almost want to say, can you guys, like, stop fucking chewing? It's fucking driving me bananas. And then my brain is like, no. You're stoned right now, okay? Shut the fuck up. Watch this fucking movie if you can even concentrate. And then you're going to get in your fucking car and you're going to go home. And that's what I did. So, yeah. I, I went with the flow. There's so much I could talk about in this moment, but I, I'm not going to. <laughs> I have to just move forward. That's important to just move forward. I take into consideration everything that leads us up to a moment. And there have been many of those where I had to just, okay, I got to say it. You got to say it. And you say it. And... The honesty flows 
and it flows in such a way that it's freeing and it's amazing. And um, if that's what it's about, that's what it's about. Our connections with one another. I take them all very seriously. I've learned that time really is very precious because like that, we're gone. There's so much that I could say towards that, but it's like an hourglass, you know, really is. I was trying to explain that to a student. She says, oh, honey, I've got all the time in the world. I'm thinking, okay, I hope you do. She said, you're just saying that because you're older. I'm thinking. No, because I know that I wasted some time when I was young. That's what happens. Very precious time. And I owned up to that. Oh, my goodness. See, I don't want to get too serious. I mean, sometimes you, we got, I got to liven it up, you know? I mean, you think, I've been, I'm, God, my nose, I've been doing this show for, God, oh, I don't know, my sinus or something. I've been doing this show for a while. I never thought. I mean, I did, I did, I did want to maintain it because, you know, I like consistency and I like, and I like to finish what I started. That's always been me. Even if it's something difficult, I have to finish it. I think the most difficult thing is, you know, either I'm being silly or I'm being serious. And sometimes people laugh and... Sometimes people are like, what you talking about, Willis? And um, it, still, it still makes me laugh when people find it hard to believe. When I say to them, I was born gay, and they were like, you were? Well, I was born straight. Okay, good for you. I used to have such a problem talking about my sexuality. Maybe because I was a little embarrassed by who I was. I remember my mother confronted me one time. I was on the phone with someone and she says to me, I'm hearing you on the phone. You know, you never formally came out to me. And I went, uh, mom, that's kind of late for that. Don't you think? Oh, and I love how she said formally. She's a professor. I was like, oh, geez. I was like, you knew. I love when people say to me in the, my family, well, we always knew. And it was like, great, I didn't. I was the last to know. <laughs> it's like that Vanessa Williams song, Save the Best for Last. Save it for him because he's the last to know. Um, it was just funny. It's funny. I, I used to take offense to it, and I don't now. And... Um, You know, you just maintain who you are. And who I am is a very, very weird smorgasbord. I mean, 
let's let's get real about it. I knew I knew I was different when I was really little. I just couldn't conceptualize how different. <laughs> and and then you know you hit puberty and you're like, okay, that's how different I am. I'm watching Marrow's place and ooh, look at Michael Mancini. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't watching um, nine oh two and as much. You know, I remember. You remember how all the girls would swoon over Luke Perry when he'd take his shirt off? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> then I'd watch Marrow's Place. It's like, oh, they're all taking their shirts off. Okay, let's go. Growing up, that was interesting. So I knew it was always in the back of my mind. I knew that I was gay right away, probably. Or not probably, I knew. Trust me. You know, you, you our reaction to things. And then I remember being in high school and it's like I wanted to fit in, you know. You know, I don't want to be gay and I don't want people to know that I'm gay. And it's like too late. Too fucking late. And I wasn't very tall. And, you know, I stuck out. And music was always my constant. And it was amazing. And, you know, I put on uh, some music and it would free me. It still frees me. People know I love to rock out. So I think as human beings, we have to go through these different levels. And I go through different levels and life experiences and... Yeah, I will say that the people that I know and the people that I care about are some of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever known. It's almost like we're all simpatico. The humor is there. The humor is there. When you can make me laugh, I'm going to be you, you've got me forever when I make you laugh I guess the feeling is mutual when I make people laugh it's always surprising to me and it's always something that I either said or did or an inflection like when I used to be at work and I'd be so tired and I'd say it's espresso you mean espresso yes or be feeling discombobulated as a teacher and all the papers are everywhere. And I'm like, shit. And today that almost happened. Um, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to be able to laugh at things that are difficult. I mean, yeah, you know, I could go back into the 90s. And what would I say to closeted me in the 90s it's okay because you're going to take such pride as you grow as a person into who you are you're a gay man you know you're not this you're not that and you love who you love and you crush over who you crush over and it's okay and 
to be ourselves, to be ourselves, to take, take love in who we are. A student approached me and she said to me, do you support who I am? And I said, yes, I do. We are members of the LGBTQ and I support you and I'm always here for you. And it's taken me a long time to say that. To, because, you know, when you feel comfortable around people or you feel comfortable at work and you do it, this is who I am. And yeah, okay. So <laughs> I just I just try to be myself. Or not try to, but I am myself. Because I'm really aware of being the person that I always wanted in the classroom. Someone who's honest and someone who's caring and says, hey, this is what life is. And you've got to, you know, you've got to face it. But there's, there's, yeah, there's funny things. Like when they all say to me, they saw my TikTok, and I'm like, oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? Freaking social media. <laughs> as I As I sit here and, you know, I'm planning to go do something later, I wanted to say that laughter is the most infectious thing in the world besides sneezing or yawning. Laughter is, and I love those laughs, not just hearing myself laugh, but others laugh. I think we're always asked, what's the sexiest thing you find on a person? And for me, it's their laughter. Because that's who they are deep inside. The eyes too. I mean, that's going off topic because the eyes, I don't want to get philosophical on this, but I say, you know, the the eyes are very striking. When someone's eyes strike you, it's like, whoa, this is why I'm alive. All right. Oh, laughter. Um. (sighs) Laughter is just this medicine and this key and this focus and... I think of what, you know, there's that actor's, because I studied to be an actor, there's that actor's mantra. Dying is easy. Comedy is hard. And that is so true. Because you don't know what's going to be funny. That's why I didn't attempt stand-up. I could probably now, with the life experiences I have, being this gay teacher and teaching PE and having no fucking idea, okay, how are we going to play this? You know, I'm just kind of sitting there. Okay, maybe we should watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> and I don't want to go there. I don't, it's, this is such a, you know, Google universe. And I, and I really don't want to go there. Someone said something interesting to me. It was a student. We were watching a dragonfly fly, fly around. He says, what if it's like a government drone? I said, nah, it would be a lot louder than the dragonfly. <laughs> so when people broach those things to me, I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. Makes me think of the creatures of the night, uh, Jason and Chris and Adam. 
this a wonderful podcast that they all do together where they have these conspiracy theories and they have these debates and everything. So here I am. I'm Dr. Zeus. Is that my real name? No. But because so many people know me as either Zeus or Z or this, eventually, and I have considered this, I probably will change my first name to just Zeus. You know, I I might maintain my middle name. I mean, I got to keep my last name. I'm not Cher, you know. God, that's fucking, yeah. On the way home today, what came on the radio? Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Fucking Cher has been around before the dinosaurs. And I'm talking about Madonna. (laughs) Before the dinosaurs. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, people would say, well, that's such an ageist kind of shit. But at the same time, Cher is older. Cher is like in her, well, she's 77. She's a lot older than Madonna. I mean, come on. And um, Madonna, or is what is it? Her father calls her Madonna. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, that, that accent. Um, it's just a different thing. Maybe because Cher's a better actor. <laughs> Trust me, if you've ever seen Moonstruck, I love that fucking movie. I love that movie for... <laughs> A whole multitude of reasons. I mean, oh, okay, you know, it's Shayra if I could turn back time. Yeah. But, and then the moon, you know? Yeah, all of you know about me and the moon. Come on. There's this really great moment. Um, where they're all looking at the moon. <laughs> and she gets out of bed and she looks at the moon. And that one guy stands next to her. I won't ruin it because probably some of you have never seen Moonstruck. And she's like, I've never seen the moon that big before. Makes you look like an angel. <laughs> Makes you look like an angel. Okay. All right. Um... <laughs> well, if you watch the movie and you find out what fucking happens, you know. Um, all right. And just for fun or shits and giggles, here's, here's the trailer for Moonstruck. The moon brings the woman to the man. Capisce? The moon is a little like love. Will you marry me? I will marry you. I will be your wife. Do you love them, Loretta? No. Good. When you love them, they drive you crazy. Sometimes. Why are you marrying Johnny? He's a fool. It makes you act a little crazy. Where are you taking me? To the bed. Oh, God. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. Take me. Take me to the bed. Isn't it romantic? You got a love bite on your neck. Your life's going down the toilet. You'll have your eyes open for you, my friend. I have my eyes open. I'll say no more. You haven't said anything. I'm not going to play the whole trailer because I don't want to ruin it. Sometimes the trailers ruin it. But that is such a funny movie. It's, it's universal because I think we've all... 
We've all been there. We've all had our moments with the moon. So I wanted to say to all of you, have a good weekend. Take care of one another. And um, fuck around and find out.